Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. What if we told you that you could make your life better by doing small, simple things that have a big impact? Leveling up your life can be easier than you think. Hey, teachers, have you struggled to balance your work life and your home life? Do you want to make a difference and still feel like you can be present and purposeful in your life outside of school? Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. This is not your typical professional development. We focus on you, not strategies to teach content. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators with the passion, knowledge, and experience to support you as you navigate the challenges of our profession. Are you ready? Let's get started. We like to begin each episode by setting the stage. Today, let's set the stage thinking about simple things you can do to make your life better. Why does this matter? In our very first episode of this podcast, we discussed three different types of life that you can live. You can live a caged life, you can live a comfortable life, or you could live an inspired life. Our goal for ourselves and for you is to live an inspired life. As a teacher, you exist in a world that is so full of expectations. You want to help your students while also supporting your family and your friends It's easy to lose yourself in all of that, to fill everyone else's bucket while you're leaving your own bucket empty. You deserve to find your own happiness and your own fulfillment in your life. It's easy to get stuck in that rut and to accept the ordinary or the mundane. Mediocrity is not okay. This is not where life's magic happens. Life's magic happens when you are feeling alive, joyful, and empowered. What are you doing when you feel most alive and joyous? What gives you the most energy? Consider how you can bring some of those elements into every day in small ways to make your life better. You may be thinking small things can't really matter that much, but small things done repeatedly have the power to make big changes. Think about the slow trickle of water that creates a canyon or how one small rolling rock can start an avalanche. Choosing to take small actions can build momentum that result in your increased happiness. This is not about perfection. It's about taking small steps that will add up to progress. As always, we have a quote, and today's quote is from Tony Robbins. He says, I always tell people, if you want to know the secret to happiness, I can give it to you in one word, progress. Progress equals happiness. Today, we're going to give you suggestions of simple things that you can do to make your life better. 
we're going to break these suggestions down into two categories. The first category being small, simple things, and the second category being larger ideas that might take a little bit more time or effort or energy, but are definitely worth the effort and energy you put into them. Let's start with some small suggestions, simple things that you can implement right away to start building momentum towards living your inspired life. First of all, smile at someone. All you have to do is smile. They will likely smile back. Did you know that smiling increases our mood enhancing hormones and it also decreases our stress hormones? So smile. It brings joy. Think about how you feel when someone smiles at you. It can make your day. Another suggestion is to add fruit or cucumbers to your water bottle. It may sound silly, but you'll drink more and you'll actually stay hydrated. Good hydration increases our overall energy and our ability to think clearly. Another suggestion, text a friend just to say hi, or maybe just to wish them a good day. Positive relationships increase our happiness and even our life expectancy. Another suggestion is to give a compliment. You'll benefit as much as the recipient. Compliments are free to give. Give them freely. Look at a beautiful vista in nature and just breathe. Look at that gorgeous sunrise and you will relax. Step into nature, breathe and relax. A couple other little suggestions you can do. One is to congratulate yourself for one thing you did well every day. Success builds more success, so congratulate yourself. You can also laugh more. Tell your students a stupid joke or joke around with a colleague. Share that inside joke with a family member or a friend. Laughing reduces your stress. Finally, use that mindfulness feature on your smartphone or your watch. It's there for that purpose and it literally takes one minute. That reminds me to think about what do these things look like in practice? Well, I use that mindfulness feature on my watch. It just pops up. It just reminds me to take 30 seconds and watch that little dial. While I'm doing that, I notice that I breathe more deeply. It slows me down just a little bit. It serves its purpose. I've also noticed the more you use it, the more it shows up. So if you ignore that little mindfulness thing, then it starts to go away and you don't see it anymore. If you have that, give it a try. What are some other ideas of how this could look in practice? I was thinking about this also, Paula, when you were talking about complimenting people because it just happened to me today. Someone came to the door selling something. It was two young girls. Notice that they were all dressed up in spring dresses. They were very young, but they looked very professional. And I answered the door and said, well, hello, you two look like a breath of spring today. And they both beamed. They're probably used to people just slamming the door in their face saying, no, I don't want any of those. That was just a little example that I thought of as you were giving that list. Those compliments can make all the difference in someone's day. Yes, or I love it when someone says something to me too. Just an acknowledgement that, hey, you exist. I see you. We all want to be seen. One of my journal prompts every morning is it says, who is someone you will surprise with a note or some way of thanks or gratitude today? And I always write a specific person's name. And if for whatever reason, I can't find that person to compliment them or give them a note or some thanks in person, I move their name to the next day. And if I start getting two or three people built up, I'm like, wow, I better go give some compliments. It's right in my journal every day. And I'm so glad I do that. That's a really nice practice because it makes you be intentional. And we talk about being intentional a lot on this podcast. We try to live with intention. 
Another suggestion that I just love was putting your fruit or your cucumbers in your water bottle or your glass of ice water. I love to go to the spa. The day at the spa just makes me really happy. It relaxes me. Usually at the spa, there's cucumber water. Sometimes there's lemon water. I have this beautiful garden behind my house. Every year, I have a major overabundance of cucumbers. I love to cut them up and put them in a glass of ice water, close my eyes, take a sip, and pretend I'm at the spa. Such a small thing, but it really brings me joy. And that hydrating is really good for other reasons as well. I notice it when I start to feel dehydrated, I lose focus, I get tired. I used to think, oh, I should eat because I'm really tired. And now I think, no, I need a glass of water. And then I am able to focus so much better. So there's biological benefits to that as well as the psychological benefits. I think it was our last episode about morning routines. You actually mentioned, Michelle, about drinking water and having a glass of water every morning. And I try and take nuggets of wisdom from our podcast episodes as well. And that was one that I have been doing since I heard you say that. I'm finding it to be very beneficial in the morning. I can't drink a whole glass of water before my coffee, but I'm up to a half a glass of water before my coffee. Baby steps, but I'm getting there. We are all about baby steps. This whole episode is about small steps, small changes that can have big impact. One more example before we move on. A colleague came into my office yesterday with a post-it and handed me the post-it. And I thought, oh, this is nice. Oh, they're going to give me a reminder. And all it said on it was joy. He said, I just thought you might want some extra joy today. I smiled. He smiled. I stuck it on my computer. All day I looked at that. You can do little things like that to wish someone a good day. Such a small, simple gesture on my colleague's part made a complete difference in my day. That's awesome. I love that example. Let's go ahead and talk about some more things that you can do. These are some that might take a little more time. They're not the 30 second things, maybe a little bit more effort, but they're really worth the investment. And again, we're not talking about having to take hours and hours or costing lots of money. We're still talking about some small things, but these things are a little more involved than a post-it note on a colleague's desk. One idea is to engage in some kind of pastime that you love. I know we are all stretched for time and we don't do it. And we think, I can't do that because I don't have time. And you have no time for your favorite things. So try just spending 10 minutes. Maybe you don't have time to sit down at the piano and get lost in it for two hours. But one song on the piano might really brighten your day. Or maybe you'd love to draw and you don't have time to get out all the paints and all the materials. Could you spend five minutes making a sketch? That might bring you some happiness. Or do a few yoga poses or read a few pages. Something is always more than nothing. Even those little pieces can really increase our happiness. Another idea that I like is to ask yourself, what is one small thing I could do to care for myself right now? Then do it. Because if you don't care for yourself, who else is going to? We shouldn't expect other people to give us all of that care. That's why it's called self-care. And like Miley Cyrus sings, I can buy myself flowers. And what a great idea that is. A couple of other suggestions that I really love. One is to just make plans to do something fun with a friend. You'll have something to look forward to until it happens. Even if you have to plan that walk on a Saturday morning in three weeks, for three weeks, you can look forward to it. 
Whether it's that dinner that you're having with a couple of friends and it's four weeks down the road, you still have four weeks to look forward to it. Set the date. We all fall into that habit of saying, yes, we'll get together. Yes, that would be great. The next time you find yourself saying that when you run into a friend, get out your phones, your calendars, set a date and do something fun with a friend. Another suggestion is to spend a few minutes journaling. I talked about that a little bit earlier, but journaling helps you develop self-awareness. But spend some time each day, whether it's in the morning or at night, or maybe on your lunch hour to do some journaling. Another suggestion is when you feel overwhelmed, get out of your head and into your body. How could you do that? Well, you could take a short walk. For Michelle, that's swimming. Maybe dancing in your living room. You'll feel more at peace and calmer after you get that all out of your body. Or maybe you'll feel at peace and calm because you did the Shavasana pose for 10 minutes after you got done doing yoga. Whatever it is, the movement or the calming, your body will feel better when you get out of your head and into your body. Sometimes I do get stuck in my head. And so I do like to do something to move my body, like get up and walk around or just anything that gets me to do something physical instead of just staying in my head. Along with that, sometimes it's easy to get stuck. You can get stuck in your head or you can get stuck in your routines and your patterns. So another idea is to try changing it up, change up a little routine, take a different route to work or cook something you've never made before. Have a conversation with someone you don't know very well that might open you up and expose you to some new ideas. Sometimes it even ends up in you figuring out the result of a problem, how to solve some situation you've been dealing with. Oftentimes you have to have a new level of thinking to solve a problem. And it's hard to have a new level of thinking if you're doing all of the same routine things all of the time. So that's one idea. Another one is when you feel yourself doubting yourself, challenge it. Come up with at least one example that whatever it is you're doubting is not true. Look at the evidence that proves that you can do something. Your experiences in the past will give you strength for the future. So if you're thinking, well, there's no way I could ever do that, think of a time when you did something very similar and it worked out successfully. Find the evidence and challenge yourself. We do this sometimes when we do workshops. And so people make a list of all of the things that they're doubtful that they can do or their insecurities. And then we have them write down examples that say, that's not true. Like you say, I'm so stupid. I can never do this. Well, what's an example that is evidence that proves that that's not true? You're a teacher. You went to school. You have a degree. You are not stupid. That's a challenge to the thought pattern that's in your head. When we have people do that, they're always surprised. And they're like, oh, I just think it's true, but maybe it's really not true. That's really powerful. Another one is to choose something in your life that is no longer serving you and let it go. This might be as simple as an article of clothing or a household object, or maybe it's even complicated as something like a relationship that's no longer serving you. Letting go of things that don't serve you opens you up for better things. And it can be difficult sometimes, but it's like it leaves you space and room for something better to come in. I love that you ended on that suggestion because leaving space and room for better things to come in is really what this is all about. It makes me think of my closet, how I feel when I can take old clothes out of there. They say, if you haven't worn it for a year, take it out. I'm actually terrible about doing that. But when I sit down and make myself do it, I feel so good to take those clothes out of my closet, take them to goodwill. I find such joy in that. It makes me think about the example of when other people place their priorities 
priorities on you too. And we've actually used that closet example before in a previous podcast and people keep shoving priorities into your closet, taking other people's priorities out of your closet and just having your own between the physical closet and that metaphorical closet. I really relate to that. The idea is that you need to leave yourself some space for something new to come in. It's the same thing when we're talking about getting out of your head and getting into your body. When you're all up in your head and you're all lost in your thoughts, we spin in our head. There's no room for something new to come in. So you have to shift things up. That's where you get up, get out of your head, get into your body, stretch, walk around. And now you can have some space for some new ideas. That's such a simple thing, and it's a mindset shift to do that. In the last 10 years, both you and I, Michelle, have become very mindful of our bodies. You've started swimming. You've started taking care of yourself in a different way that you couldn't when you were working at like feverish pace and lots of hours. I've really started to pay attention while I'm doing yoga. How do I feel? I noticed that if I do yoga and I started out and then I finish, my shoulders seem to have sunk down four inches. <laughs> and I'll think, wow, were my shoulders that tense? Were they really that high up to my ears? And yes, they were. But if I don't take that time, even 10 minutes of stretching or yoga, I don't realize how tense my body actually is. That's been a journey for both of us this last 10 years to pay more attention to our bodies. Absolutely true. Yes. I still have tendencies to live in my head. A friend once told me that your body, Michelle, is just a place to hold your head. (laughs) And I have to laugh at that now because there's there's kind of some truth to it. But that's one of the things I've worked really hard on. I've made great progress in that way. But it's step by step. And that leads us to the conclusion here. Let's recap. Life is not about perfection. It's often about step by step, piece by piece, little thing by little thing. It's all about moving in the right direction. You don't need to upend your entire life to make your life better. You just need to focus on small positive actions that add up to big momentum and that will help you make your life better. And before we end today too, we would like to shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much. We are so grateful for you. We love to look at our stats and see how this podcast is growing and see how many of you are tuning in and look at our downloads every Wednesday when we drop a new episode. And we particularly want to note our international listeners. We have listeners from Ghana, Barbados, Mexico, the United Kingdom, Australia, Costa Rica, India, the Philippines, Turkey. We find this just amazing. Very loyal listeners coming back again and again. And so we thank you so much and we are so grateful. We also would love to know more about you. We would love to know who you are and where you're listening from. Michelle and I have spent time in schools internationally as part of our careers, and we are drawn to schools and what schooling looks like in different parts of the world. So we love that no matter where you are in the world, no matter what type of school you are teaching in, you can hear our podcast and be inspired and know that you are part of this community of teachers. So welcome and thank you for listening. You make us happy. Your little thing of listening to the podcast really does bring great joy to us. In true teacher fashion, we always end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to intentionally add one simple thing to your life and notice what happens. One thing that will bring you joy. 
We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So send us an email or DM. Tell us where you're at in the world. We'd love to know that too. You can email us. Our email is on our website. So go to inspiredtogetherteachers.com and you can email us from there. Or you can email us at inspiredtogetherteachers at gmail.com. If you haven't already done so, head over to inspiredtogetherteachers.com and get our free guide to help you take back your life, which includes ideas and action steps to help you live a more inspired life. We have journal prompts and we have lots of ideas and help for many of the topics that we talk about in this podcast, things like reducing stress or setting boundaries, starting your day with intention, and even eliminating the things that don't serve you. A lot of the things that we talked about on this podcast today are little pieces in that guide. So go ahead to inspiredtogetherteachers.com and grab that. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers. Or head to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.